It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood as we are rolling towards an ALDS weekend in Baltimore, Maryland. It's Taylor and RDT here with you, your official ALDS Exit 52 preview. RDT, you've been, we're recording here on Thursday night and to take the listeners behind the scenes, you've been on like 60 different things before uh, your actual show got a hold of you here at, at, at around 1030. Um, but that's the interest right now. I mean, the 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 hype's at an all-time high. Everyone's out there talking, doing their shows, radio, on Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, and people are just fired up. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. Again, I got I got I you know, you know me, I could talk to a wall for 45 minutes about the <laughs> Orioles. So the fact that people want to put a mic in front of my face and, and do it, I you know, yeah, that works. So but again, I mean it, it's a good sign. People, like you said, people are fired up, the city is buzzing. Um, it's just like one big, and I, I talked about it on the last um, podcast I did. It's like we're all just in like a jack in the box, and we're all just like slowly turning it, like waiting for Saturday, and then this weekend we're just gonna fucking explode and pop yeah. out and just be ready yeah. to go. So I'm pumped. It's gonna be awesome. What has been what has been the most asked question you've gotten on your your various media appearances over the last 24 hours? Um. I don't know. There hasn't been, I mean, you know, people have, people have asked like, you know, if, if this goes wrong, the, the yeah. Orioles lose, lose if X goes wrong. So, you know, I, I mentioned that I said, if everyone goes wrong, towards the negative, always everyone's yeah. like looking for the thing that's going to fall apart. Of course. Of course. Which I said, if the offense stays flat and, and doesn't score, obviously. So that's where I went. Yeah. Um, let's, let's chat about this. Obviously the, the Texas Rangers is the opponent, the LDS, uh, they, they go to Tampa Bay and beat the Rays in, in a pair of games down there. Um, yeah, the Rays came out fl- – I mean, talk about coming out flat offensively. They came out flat. And they did not want to be there. I've never seen a team like that just roll over and have somebody pet their belly like the Rays did. That was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. they struggled. They struggled. And obviously the crowds were were tough there as well. Carabas said today that the Royals – in their final home game this year, had more fans than at the than the Rays. I saw that. I saw that. That is the best. Is the best is there were some like Rays fans on Twitter that would quote tweeting and be like, "Yeah, this is embarrassing." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's how wants to say. Well, it was that, and then you had some being like, the one guy screenshotted the picture of the map and was like, "Look how far we have to drive." It was like an hour and a half because of the traffic on the bridge, and it was like. Oh God, no! We have to drive an hour. The one thing I will say is they get the toughest slot because like. You don't know you're going to play in that game. And then it mm-hmm. comes out that it's three o'clock. And if people are working, it's tough to then just like pop out, especially when you already have, when you're, when you're not like Philly and the fans are rabid, Yeah, like it's going to be tougher. And I think there's, it feels like there's some, like a little bit of fatigue. Maybe it's like, look, they're trying to win the world series. Like the wild card games don't necessarily matter as much to a team that's been in the playoffs a bunch of years in a row, yeah. but we digress. Um, Texas, Texas gets out of it. And this Texas team is one that, has spent a bunch of money in the last few years, has expected to be in these spots, and is now doing it without some of the really the headliners, especially on that pitching staff. No Jacob DeGrom. They go out and get Scherzer. He's not involved. Um, they got great starts from Evaldi and Jordan Montgomery in the wildcard game, which means mm-hmm. those guys won't be available um, for game one. But it's a team that re- is very good offensively. Yeah. And if the Orioles' offense you know, doesn't get off the bus – um, as the Rays did, it's a it's a tough team to beat because they can score. Um, so we shall see. Yeah, and and we saw them. I mean, they they smoked Grayson. Um, I think that was Grayson's last start before he got sent down. That was the first yeah. City Connect night. Um, we wanted to burn the uniforms and and all that, but yeah, they they can 
they can hit. I mean, Corey Seager is one of the best players in baseball and doesn't really get the attention he deserves. He, I think Kirchin said on, on the broadcast, he goes, I can't say who I voted for for MVP, but we'll just say if Shohei Otani wasn't born, Corey Seager would have my vote, Like, which is a great comment by him. But, yeah, they can – they can hit the ball. They can. They really can hit the ball. They're 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 starting pitching. It's it's Dane Dunning. It's Jordan Montgomery who's looked really good this week. And then again, Eovaldi has been has been pretty good. Um, and in the playoffs especially, he's been very very good. Go back to look at him with the Red Sox with the Yankees. The Anybody who he's on, yeah, he's he's really really good. The thing with them, their bullpen is dog water. I mean, it is. I, they converted – Brent Harris told me this tonight. I knew the number was somewhere around there. They converted only 47% of their save opportunities this year. That is terrible. And, again, that they traded for Chapman. You know, they got a couple other guys there. But – and I, I told I – th- I think I've said this before. If they can – if the Orioles – they feel like they feast on the bullpen in the 6th, 7th, and 8th inning. If they can get into that bullpen and drive up Montgomery's pitch count, I think Dane Dunning starts game one. They can get his pitch count up there and get into that bullpen early. It that is the recipe for for success. That is where we get just like the Tigers in 2014. Get those studs out of there. You get to that bullpen, and God only knows what's going to happen from there. So it's they're a very well rounded team. They they faded down the stretch, and then they played hot the last like there was a quote days or something. Yeah, there was a quote from Boshi when I was watching the wild card game where he was like, or no, it was one of the players said like we were the best team in baseball for a month and then we were the worst team in baseball for a month. And and it's like it that's actually true. And and again, yeah. I mean people forget Bruce Bochy's won three World Series. Like that guy knows how to motivate his guys, get him going. So again, they 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 have all all aspects of a team except for the bullpen. So it, I mean, we've seen the bullpens play a huge deal in October. So if the Orioles can get to that and just pound them, it it that's a great sign for them. And what you, I mean, what you hope, obviously, as a as an Orioles fan, is that in Game One they can get to the bullpen early in the series and kind of get the ball, ro- like get the ball rolling downhill from that, from there, kind of like set the tone. It does, it does. You know, we we talked about during the regular season about how this Orioles team really fights back. Maybe not like in ninth inning situations as much necessarily, but they really like they could be like down four one in the fifth and they get to the bullpen and they kind of just like piece it together from there. Mm-hmm this team kind of lines up for them to do that type of game script. Um, But it's also going to be about whether the Orioles young starters can come into this playoff environment and execute what they've done for the past two months, you know, namely Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez. Um, And even someone, if John means is getting the ball at some point, even someone like him is not thrown in playoff situations. There's a lot of, there's a lot of playoff, um, you know, inexperience throughout the Orioles roster. Uh, which I actually do think is why some, you know, some of those guys like Aaron Hicks being in the clubhouse probably helps them a little bit just to like have a few people that have been around a bit. Kyle um, Gibson, you know, yes. he's, he's been there and, and he's been on this scene. I was talking to somebody last night at Jimmy's and I said, cause we were talking about it and I said, I, you know, Toronto, Toronto seemed tight and they seemed nervous. The Rays, same thing. They made those errors early in game one and it seemed like they were done from there. But I was saying, like, I hope that, you know, I, I think they'll come out loose and kind of just hair down, flowing, and, and not really a care in the world. And I was almost like, I wish we could just not have any ALDS stuff in the in the, in the the dugout or in the clubhouse or, in you know, on the scoreboard. Like, just, they just need to say, 
it's a it's a regular game. This is a three game set, or you know, it's a four game set versus the Rangers. That's all we need. Just just go out and win. You don't need that. Added I, I think there's like two things you hope that occur there. Hope you know, not that they're actually dumb, but like they're almost too young and dumb maybe to even like have it you know affect them because you like you weren't supposed to be here. Really, what is the pressure? Mm-hmm. Even though you're the number one seed, no one expects you to come out of the American League. Really, um, every like if they make the LCS you know, against one of these other teams, I'm sure that team will get picked more just because the Orioles are just have not been around as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that titles will go away. The other thing um, is we've seen them in big games in the regular season. Yes, this is a totally different environment. They haven't really gotten tight in any of those big regular season games. You haven't seen them, mm-hmm. like even some of those Rays games um, at Camden Yards. Maybe the only time I ever saw them look really tight was that when the Yankees came in on that first night with the rain delay, they looked tight in that game. They just didn't look like they really were. The Yankees just kind of like were able to get to them and, and win the game. It just felt like offensively they weren't. I don't even remember which was it. It's not, that's the thing. There's not really, that's why it's, I had to like dig really deep for an, for even an example. You don't even remember. I guess it was, Saturday, was it the Saturday game after Santander hit the walk-off? Was it that one or? Maybe it was that one. Maybe it was the middle know. game. I can't remember. Maybe it was, I can't remember which one it was. There was one where I felt like it was like, oh, there's, but not even that. That's me completely stretching for an example. They they really have not ever looked nervous during any of these bigger regular season games on the road at Tampa, um, on the road at Toronto when those games meant something mm-hmm. um, right after the Tampa series. So this will be a different environment, and Texas certainly has nothing to lose based on how that you know them kind of scratching and clawing to get into the playoffs. Um, so it'll be interesting. I do think the Orioles, you know, w- w- when you have this wild card series, it's when yeah, you have to burn two starters you set up with this advantage in this Saturday and Sunday game. So hopefully the Orioles can take advantage of that and, and kind of start off on the right foot. As you said, I think the like nightmare scenario is the off is these flat offensive performances we've seen starting. And if that starts in the playoffs, you don't have a lot of time to get out of it, you know, mm-hmm. where you can't lose as we talked about, they will like lose two games and win four in a row to get out of it or win three in a row to get out of it. Once you lose the two games, you're one minute away from one loss away from elimination. So it's like a little bit of a different scenario. Um, but the biggest thing for me is I'm just very excited to watch these young Orioles stars compete in this, um, on this stage and get the respect they're going to, I think, deserve mm-hmm. on a more national platform. Yeah. Um, and maybe that doesn't happen Saturday or Sunday because it's going to be in the middle of college and professional football, which just gives me less eyeballs on it. But, you know, you go to Texas for game three in the middle of a weekday night on Fox and people are going to be, you know, tuned into that. So. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and and we talked about it before. Like they, you know, we you, we we talked about it when Bautista went down. You were like, this would have been the perfect coming out party for Felix, and they would have done a whole piece on him and how you know he came from nowhere and he was in the minors for a billion years and and you know now he's turning the best closer and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, again, we kind of saw it with that um, the Sunday night game versus the Yankees where they pull Adley and Westberg and all, and you know Gunner aside and they had them sitting there and talk about you know you guys in the in the minors for so long and now you're up here. So yeah, we're going to get all those stories. We're going to get all those storylines. Um, but again, I am excited for pretty just the whole country to kind of be able to see them and, and, and get it, get a taste of what, you know, Baltimore's had for the last six months or, I mean, you can go back to, you know, the last year and a half, the last season and a half. So it's, it's going to be good. And again, talking to DL and grace in the last two weeks, they're excited. They're pumped. DL said he was shocked at the amount of people that were at that open practice on Tuesday, you know, he said, when we came out of the clubhouse, you know, out of the dugout, 
and kind of turned around and was like, holy crap, like there's there's a lot of people here. And there were, there were a ton of people who went. Yeah. So, you know, I, I you know, I don't know if the Rays excuse really that if that holds water because guys were going to the Orioles practice, you know, and they can't get to the game. But um, yeah, again, I, I'm I'm very excited. And and again, I said the jack in the box um analogy earlier. My buddy Jason compared it to somebody just shaking up a soda and being like, it's it's gonna burst, you know, at some point. And they were saying, you know. God forbid the Orioles get a home, a home run and, you know, in early in the game, bottom one, bottom two, the place is going to absolutely explode as it should. So it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, we talked about, it, it has the makings to be a fantastic weekend in Baltimore. Um, and again, you hope you can come away with two. I think, you know, obviously if you split, that's fine. You go handle your business in Texas and then come back. But, you know, getting a game one win would be just absolutely massive. I think for the squad and how they played this whole year. For sure. I think it would it would just kind of keep the good vibes rolling to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Did you have a preference in terms of Texas or Tampa? Um, No, I mean, obviously, I think naturally you would go Texas because they were the lower seed, I think. They were the fifth. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were they the lower seed? No, they weren't. I guess not. Because no, they, they weren't. The division. No, they didn't. The Astros did. So, yeah. Astros I don't know. On the final day. They were the... Yeah, they were the five seed. So again, I think obviously you would want the five seed. Um, again, it would have been nice to kind of put if if I knew the Rays were going to play like that. Hell yeah, it would have been great to you know have them come in here and and really embarrass them and put the final nail in their coffin on the season. Um, after kind of the back and forth the fan bases have had the last couple of weeks, but um, again, I, I did say I, I'm do- I was done rooting for you know we want to play this team after 2014 because everybody in the mother wanted the Royals. And so I tweeted that and somebody said, you know, yeah. And everybody in 2019, all the Ravens fans wanted the Titans and look how that turned out. And I yeah. said, well, worked out for me, but you know, but again, it's like, it, you, you kind of just, you, you, at this point, bring them, bring whoever on. I don't care who they play. Yeah. I don't care where they it's play. All the Especially when you're at home, you're going to yes. have the home field yes. advantage. You've won hundred games. There shouldn't be as much of a, like, we want to play this team. I do think it's like, nice to not have some of just the it's almost fresh to play a team you haven't played a bunch of times during the season mm-hmm. where it's just like all right we'll play this texas and that and this it it's kind of a double-edged sword they're so streaky that maybe they get on a run and they play great baseball yep. they also can flip the other way and clearly look t- terrible like they have been the total opposite of the orioles we've talked about how the orioles are not a jekyll and Hyde team they've been very consistent they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of long lapses and the Rangers have had long lapses where they just have fallen apart in the middle of the year. Like they looked at one point in August, like they were done. Like they had I just, they were going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like they, they had just like, they'd fallen under the Mariners. They'd fallen under Houston. Um, their trade deadline stuff had just gone. Okay. Um, and now here they are. So um, shades of 2012. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Today is a Joe Saunders day too, um, uh, October 5th. So happy Joe Saunders day to you and yours. I'm trying to look up the, uh, the Rangers and their, their, uh, their record by month, but I can't get there quick enough. Oh, their splits. Yeah. But again, I mean, like you said, I thought there was a time where they were going to miss the playoffs. I thought there was going to be a time where they were going to roll through the entire AL on the way to, you know, a world series, but I don't know who knows what team we'll get. Um, like you said, they can they can really really hit the hell out of the ball, and I think this is where a lot of Orioles. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is, Eric. They were. Um, it actually isn't. I thought there was gonna be one that was super lopsided. They were sixteen and eleven in April, eighteen and nine in May, fourteen and thirteen in June, eleven and thirteen in July. That's when they were bad. Yeah, I think they lost like a bunch in a row at one point. 
15 and 12 in August and 15 and 13 in September. Okay, that's much better so than really I thought. But really their big work was done in the first two months of the season in terms mm-hmm. of like not being essentially a 500 team. They've essentially been a 500 team since the beginning of June. Like, let's see. One and the Orioles over, are probably like a 600 one, team. One game under, uh, two games over, four games over. Yeah, like they – yeah. I mean, they're a fi- around 500 teams since they popped off at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, again, I mean, there there was one point where it was like the story of the year was the Braves, the Orioles, the Pirates, the Rays. I think I already said them. And the oh, Rangers. Pirates, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember, like, they're and the, the Diamondbacks. And, again, all of them kind of faded except for the uh, the, the Rangers. Well, the Rangers. Who well, now the D-backs. Diamondbacks, D-backs Diamondbacks were awful, too. So, yeah. and, again, that just shows you how hard it is to, like, they still made the playoffs. But, like, to have yeah. six good months of baseball and the Orioles absolutely did that and more. So, it's. Again, we just—I don't know. I mean, we cross our fingers that that they're a streaky bunch and and they go back on that bad streak. And you know, if Scherzer comes back, which there's rumors that he may, and I know he was throwing a bullpen in Tampa. Um, I don't know. Again, I I got no issues with playoff Scherzer. He's been dog water, but you know, I, I still I think I take the Orioles. And uh, again, I think, like I said, this as a, is where, as a as a matter of comparison, the Orioles were eighteen and nine, sixteen and twelve, thirteen and eleven, seventeen and nine, eighteen and nine, eighteen and ten. Yeah, I mean, they they played really good baseball all year. But I think this is where a lot of Orioles fans really come around on the wall and go, thank God. Like, it's it's Billy Madison. Like, thank God I called that guy. Like, thank God we moved that wall back. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I foresee a lot of long ball outs to that to with Austin Hayes tracking those down. What is your roster prediction in terms of final final cutdowns? Oh, let me see. I wrote it down earlier. Um, I think... So again, there's a lot of like who can make the roster, who can't. I know Heston Kerstad is eligible to make the roster because he was a repl- he was an injury replacement for Taron Vavra when he got put on the 60 day DL. I believe I'm I'm like 99.9 percent sure. Um, I I think that's right. Kerstad yeah. is eligible. Yeah. So I, my thing, I think it's going to be the normal kind of guys. Um, I think it's either going to the last spot, and again, it kind of just depends on what they want. Is if they want to keep Kerstad for a lefty power bat off the bench, or do they want to keep Ramon? for some late inning defense, you know, and, and get him in at third, move Gunner to short Westberg at second, something like that. Um, one of those lineups, but again, I think they go Bradish Grayson means, I think Gibson makes it obviously Kramer. I got Cano Perez DL uh, Wells. I think Jack Flaherty is on the roster. I think Coulomb Jacob Webb. And I do think Fuji makes it. I think they're going to need all the arms regardless of how good or bad they are. And then I'm going Gunner Adley, Tony, Mountcastle, O'Hearn, Hayes, Mullins, Ramon, Frazier, Hicks, Mateo, Westberg, and then McCann as the backup. So you're 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 bubble I'm leaving guys Heston off. off. I, I think they leave Heston off. Um and Urias I, I, makes it. Yes, I think Ramon makes it. Again, I, I think the defense is going to play a premium here. And so again, I, I think they're going to really, really, you know, try and try and just they can get home runs from other guys. Again, they have O'Hearn off the bench too, if if they need him. Um, but I I think that's the the roster that makes it. So you and have they, you make, have, which, you, if they make you have, the LCS. You have Bauman in. No, no, no. I don't think I said. I don't think so you have Bauman. You have Bauman out. Fuji, yes. Fuji, Fuji in. in. Yeah. Yes. You have Flaherty in. You have Irvin in. Yep. No, no, no. Not Irvin. Um, Webb, Coulomb. Um. So your pitchers out are Baker, Baker, Cole, and. Bowman. Correct. Yeah. 
Uh, that's yeah. And again, I, I think their bullpen is Cano, Perez, DL, Wells, Flaherty, Coulomb, Webb, Fuji. There you have it. So that's that's what I and think. Has, yeah, and Heston Heston gets left out as like the one position player. Yeah, which again, I think I mean for whatever it's worth, I'm looking at Camden Chats projected 26. They have Heston in, they have Bauman in, they hmm. have Fuji out. I think they're gonna take Fuji. I think they brought Fuji onto the team to to be in this spot and they're gonna ride with him. Yeah. They believe that the stuff will play. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean Bauman. He played in 60 games with them this year, 60 appearances. I ju- he he did I, – I don't know. I mean, Fuji, again, looked bad. But when Fuji was bad, he wasn't giving up home runs. He, he was walking guys and was kind of – he was keeping them in the game still. I mean, Bauman was giving up home runs kind of left and right. So, I I don't know. I, I thank God I don't have to make that decision. But, again, I, I, think, I think Fuji does make it. I think Flaherty makes it. I think Flaherty is a good series. I'll say that. I, I think he is a Kevin Gossman-like series. Um, and because I, I can't, because I can't remember, you had McKenna in or out, out, out. Yeah. So you went more arms over some position player flexibility. I, I think it was 13, 13. I went. Yeah. 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 But again, yeah, I mean, I think. And the chat went 14, 12, 14 position players. The, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Folkmer, who I just have this up at Camden chat went with that. Cause I was just finding mm-hmm. an article to get the roster in front of me. So. Let's see what the Baltimore banner went with. If I can read this, if there's not a paywall. Yeah, if you can get to it. In a long talk in Costco. Let's see what they. Let's see what my guy Andy did. Former you could screenshot baseball. it before it like locks you out, and it's like, oh, for six dollars a month. But I don't, again, I mean, it's it's a big decision to make. As Adam, yeah. as Andy, Adam, also, Andy Costco also had Kershaw off the roster. Danielle yeah. also had Kershaw off the roster. As and I'm looking, both, at they Adam, both have they both have Fuji on. They both have Fuji on. And both have bombing out, so they agree with you. There we go. People say yeah. we know ball. Um, Adam Jones walking by the warehouse as it's lit up orange right now is pretty cool. Just Wait, hanging out in Baltimore. It was on his Instagram. He should have come out and watched Panda Kickball. Should have had him play. Should have, would love to have had him. Guest player. We had our full team tonight, though, so I don't know if he would have gotten any reps. But Who'd you play? Not sit, sit on my base part, too? We played – oh, what was the name of this team? They were very nice people. I can't remember the name of their team. <laughs> no, Exit 50 who? No X and fifty who I don't think they were too engaged on <laughs> the uh, on the chatter that is going on. Any more cases of beer get dropped off? No more cases of beer dropped off. The Volo people do like us though, but no more cases of beer dropped off. We played. Uh, this was October fifth. Oh, they already put this into the uh, into Damn. the records here. Volo guy uh, busy. They're quick on the draw there. <laughs> I'm sure this is riveting radio. We played the Alcoholics. <laughs> That's a good name. I like that. I'll, I'll take that name. 625 star. Took them down. Um, the sit, sit on my base, who was the team that chirped us week one, they won tonight as well. They beat the Grand Slam pieces. One of your <laughs> favorite teams. Jesus Christ. Uh, we are behind the – we are with the Roadblock Blackout crew, Bruise on first, and the Dropkick McHenry's as 3-0 teams. So. Stack very, up. Very absolutely. Here's your Volo uh, Thursday night kickball cup and hand standing. Thursday cup and hand update. We also won flip cup four to one. Dominating performance. Oh. There's a, there's a, bit of a bit of a as as one of our my roommate and one of our great teammates, Mister Tony Kickball, said. A bit of a hit and giggle tonight for the ter- for, 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 oh, for, yeah, for the terms. I think about the terms. By the way, we'll finish with this. What a gigantic! As you said, what a gigantic Maryland sports weekend. This is across the board. Mm-hmm. Ravens Steelers Sunday. You have the two Orioles game. You have Maryland. What's crazy is. <laughs> 
the Orioles have made the playoffs and are going to play on FS1 as Maryland plays in one of like the three biggest games of the college football weekend on Fox against Ohio State, which is hilarious. Yeah. What a time to um, be alive. So could be an all-time weekend if you're a Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland fan. So Orioles, Ravens, Terps, which I am. So or it could all go. It could all go. So yeah, I've already I've gone through the range of emotions so much. Like watching the Rangers or the Rangers win, I was like, you know, fuck them, bring them on, let's do this. And like twenty minutes later, I was like, oh my god, man, they're really good. And like, what if their pitching does hold up? And then like, I just go in these cycles and just it's nonstop of me just like over analyzing everything and and thinking back to that city connect game but all right let's finish with let's finish with a couple predictions your alds nvp just for the for the orioles correct Mm, for the i mean this could give a sense of who you pick maybe you pick a ranger i i think it's anthony santander i i think he has a wbc type like you know i think he's gonna go he could go like five for 11 with three home runs a year you know a home run and two doubles or three doubles, something like that. I think when he's going, because he hits his home runs in bunches, he was third in, and people know he was third in baseball in doubles this year. Like he was a doubles machine. Um, so I think if he's going, the team, the team is is gonna ride on his back. Cause again, Gunner's gonna do his thing, Adley's gonna do his thing. They could both easily probably be named it if they win. Chances are one of them, one of them is doing some work. But I think Tony is a is a an undercover, like low-key guy that could that could pop off here. I think that there is going to be some struggles of one of those two guys of Adley and Gunner. I just think it's like, you're going to have, you always sort of have one star mm-hmm. that is like, everyone gets upset about because through two games, they're over eight with Adam, Adam Jones. Strikeouts. You know, like every team has that guy. And to me, it feels like one of those rookies is going to, you know, you pose, they'll lock in at the top of the lineup. I think Austin Hayes has the potential to have a very big part here, both, his defense and offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that pick that, a lot. I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be set up in some spots where he's going to have to come through with big hits. And I think he will deliver them. I think like, I think it's, I love the idea of it being kind of one of the quote unquote older guard, a Santander, a mm-hmm. Hayes, a Mullins being the guy that I think you're right. I think ultimately those Adley and Gunner will have their moments. I do. Th- I just think the odds are that one of them struggles. I hope that, yeah. I hope God, I hope that they couldn't prove me wrong more on that. But I think Austin Hayes is just a guy that's just solid, steady, all-star. Like, you wait for this, and he's just going to be kind of ready to go. I don't know if that's just the first guy that popped in my head. I think Santander is a good candidate in that same vein. Well, and and Hayes, too. I, I mean, again, that's a hell of a pick because, again, if they're going to throw Dunning and Montgomery, I, I'm pretty sure they're both lefties. So, again, it's like if he can – he's going to get one of his moments where it's like, you know, bottom five guy on second and third, two outs. And it's like, Hey, this may be his last batter. If he can get out of this inning and Hayes, you know, comes up and slaps. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I just have a feeling about him. Yeah. It was, just, it, was just, it was just, yeah. But I mean, you would hope that it's those two young stars because those are the guys, your top of your lineup. You want I mean, if, if like, if, if they get a home run from Gunner in game one, like bottom of the first inning, I, I think it, that like, that would be incredible. Like, if you want to start a game out and, and really get the, the crowd going, the guys going, Adley or Gunner home run would set the place on fire. Hundred so. percent. Um, your official prediction on the how this series goes. Been wrestling with uh, Oriole, Orioles and I'll say Orioles and four. It, I'm between that and Orioles and five. Um, again, I mean, I think Texas matches up with them really well. 
They're pitching. Obviously, they can hit. It's it's going to come down to the bullpen. And, uh, you know, the Orioles' bullpen hasn't been what it was with Felix, obviously, but they've still been a really damn good bullpen. And, again, DL looking the way he has, Wells looking the way he has, Cano looking the way he has, Coulomb looking the way he has. If those four are really rolling, I think that obviously gives them a clear advantage, and and I think that that pushes them over the top. I think they win a game because their bullpen, you know, gets out of a big situation, and then and again, the Rangers can't on the other side. Exactly, exactly. Again, I think it's a Hayes, somebody off the bench, you know, maybe a Westberg or something like that, a double the gap to to drive into and pat a lead or something like that. So I'm going Orioles in four. Brandon Hyde's lineups are also going to be very interesting in the series. Um, I like and like who his like, you know, who he kind of goes with mm-hmm. as guys. I like Orioles in five. I okay. think that I think it's a split split, and the Orioles win the. The uh, the the final game at home there. I think uh, that, I, that's, that just makes me like I'm drooling right now. Like that would be incredible. I think the Orioles. Have sh- I do think if the Orioles can, I mean this is easy to say. If the Orioles win the first two games, they're they've been so solid on the road mm-hmm. that like you love the idea of heading just need need win need to win one road game. They can figure out a way to pick the two games off at home because yeah. they really have gone on the road and won some huge games this year. And, and again, like, so comfortable on the road. If, if you can, again, back Texas into a wall where they kind of go, all right, you know, here we go again. Or, you know, this is, you know, not our series or not our week or whatever. Yeah, that would be. And I'm looking, oh, of course, Friday, the uh, game five, if necessary, would be on Friday the 13th. So a week from tomorrow. <laughs> so where the city connects? <laughs> maybe, probably. But they, oh. they, they would do some funky graphics. Did you see ESPN's graphics for being like scary october this month uh, i don't need it like fantasy Dude, what's the city connect play? rule in the playoffs i think you can the, the red sox were wearing their yellow ones remember like yes. they were i don't think there's any issue like i know saturday they said if you're going to the game it, they're, they're wearing orange everybody wear orange just like they did in 2016 2014 sorry on um on that that saturday or i think it was a saturday or whatever the what second wore, i wonder if they're if they will wear black on sunday i don't know four Probably wear white. Probably wear white. Yeah. yeah, I think they would wear white unless they kill them at home in orange or something like that, and they want to. But run if them. they play a Friday the Thirteenth game, to they were to wear black. They, they I, yeah, I bet they would. Hopefully, wear. they wear the black regular uniforms and not the City Connects. I would not pull the City Connects for the playoffs. Just, is that just like you, a superstition? Or? We are the, no, just like you have some of the best uniforms in baseball. Just wear them in the playoffs. Just don't go to your City Connects. It you would be embarrassing guys. getting. Getting getting eliminated. The city connects. The city connects. But the city connects are fine. I think everyone's kind of co- everyone likes the hat. I see the hat everywhere. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hats. Yeah, I see a uh, lot of jer- I see a ton of jerseys. Again, yeah. I was like, people hated. So these. I'm glad people like them. I just think like you have your set with the white, orange, and black, and just stick with that in yeah. the home games. Yeah, depending on what you play. Get down with that. Should be fun. Then we have Ravens Steelers one o'clock. We will be around all weekend in various capacities uh, to cover this thing with podcast content. Um, instant analysis, I think, in some form or fashion on Saturday. Um, after that one's over, with um, the- <laughs> that could be yeah. an all time again, we call them Banks walking down the ramp, uh, podcast. Like, with what's your are you going to either? Of these so, games? I'm not, I'm not at any, I'm not at any of the games so far. Again, I've got some, some things in the works where I'm trying to make some stuff happen, but as a, like I, I saw the prices originally, I was like, I'm not, I'm not paying that for standing room upper deck whatever you know it's like I'm, I'm i'm kind of okay with missing these games it's the next two series that i'm like that's that's where i want to be but so as of right now no no game right now but we'll i will see. be there on sunday for sure um but we will have and then on sunday we will do or we will do 
God, let me tell you what, if the Terps win Saturday, we're going to be talking some Terps on oh, Saturday yes. show. As we and should. And then Sunday will be Ravens and Orioles um, full. That could be like a two-hour incident analysis, depending on <laughs> yeah. what happens uh, with, with the various uh, players involved, Eric, myself, uh, Banks, Jake, Spenny, however it kind of lays out. And then we'll go throughout the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, pumping out pods after the, the Orioles playoff games. Um, and I think we're going to try to maybe do a watch along for one of them. Um, I won't be able to do the next Tuesday one, but um, that might be something that's in the work for one of the road games for mm-hmm. whoever's involved. So should be fun. Make sure to follow the podcast at X52 podcast on all your social media platforms. You can follow Mr. RDT at E D I T T I 22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow banks at Barstool banks, Jake at Jake Luke L O U Q U E. And then Spenny at Ravens four dummies, the number four, between Ravens and Dummies, very much appreciate our partner, Jimmy Steve. It looked like a great event you did with Mr. D.L. Hall the other day. That was fun. That was a good time. And I'm, I'm just happy that they got somebody closer to my height. I'm not going to say anywhere <laughs> near, but we're in the ballpark there. So he's not 6'8 and up. So Yeah, we need to find somebody who's not towering over you. We're going to try and get Cedric. But yeah, <laughs> at, ideally, my my ideal, and I told D.L.'s girlfriend that. I, I was like, shout out to him for not being 6'5. But Cedric would be ideal. Him or Altuve, if we could get one of them. So. They, I'm sure Altuve would love to come on. <laughs> love to shoot come shot. Jose? Hopefully many of the podcast listeners are headed to Oriole Park or coming down to the city for it or, or watching wherever you prefer watching it. This should be an unbelievable Baltimore sports weekend, and we can't wait to enjoy it with everyone. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.